Hey friends, welcome to the Strangers in Common podcast. I hope this finds you well, and if you're not well, well that's okay. I'm always here for you. So we have a we have a little cold bug that is visiting the Sticko household currently. So if I sound a little congested or nasally, my apologies. Hopefully it doesn't stick around long. So let's jump in and get to know somebody that you don't. And today we're gonna meet Nicole. All right, Nicole, thank you for joining me today. So let's go ahead and introduce yourself to everybody. Hi, I am Nicole. Um, I have known you since I was 14 years old. (laughs) (laughs) A Skyview alumni. Um, And so, I mean, I guess just a quick introduction about myself and then you can roll with what you want to roll with. (laughs) Um, I have four gorgeous sons. They range in age from 26 to 2. So I got one in every every category, an adult, <laughs> an adult, a teenager, oh God, a teenager, um, a six-year-old and a two-year-old, which, you know, that's the, that's the COVID baby. He is, right. <laughs> he is the baby that is just like he, I mean, I know you've seen those memes where there's like, they're on a whole different level than I've ever seen. This kid is crazy. <laughs> I've I've seen the memes. I've seen his pictures. He's adorable. So thank you. you. (laughs) Yeah, they're Um, all in the living room with no pants on right now. I don't know if that's just what they like to do, but that's that's what they do. I mean, maybe that's just what boys do. I have girls, so my girls don't sit around with pants on. So (laughs) I'm not entirely sure. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, Um, So has that been hard with pretty much? four different generations? I mean, they have all come at different times. My oldest, I was 16 when I had him and I credit him for saving my life in many ways. Um, so I was a sophomore when I got pregnant. And, um, at that point, freshman year, um, I think I just started really getting into, ditching school and smoking weed, drinking. Um, I wasn't like an excessive drinker, but I did, you know, partake in festivities. Right. And I think I was just heading down that path where school just wasn't an interest to me. So I credit my son for saving my life. If I wouldn't have, if I wouldn't have gotten pregnant, I wouldn't have graduated high school and I definitely wouldn't be where I am today. So, well, and, and that's a plus. So that, that you that you even graduated while you were pregnant is something that I know a lot of people don't do. So, you know. well, I busted my <laughs> butt to get there. Like by the like, I ended up, and I'm so proud of myself. I ended up having to take summer school. So as soon as I found out, I took summer school classes. I knew that he was supposed to be due in October, and right. he came in September. So I went to my counselor and was like, this is what I'm doing. I bought four classes of summer school with my own money because I worked. Um, so I bought four classes of summer school, and I took the fe- first semester off my junior year. And then um, I had to end up doing night school senior year, and I did end up graduating with a cord and a 3.0 and an 18-month-old. Wow. So what was so what was some of the struggles you had after he was born trying to do juggle school and parenthood? So I never really 
started college. I just, by the time I, I, well, I did start, I should say, I did start college (laughs) right, like right after high school. I think I had maybe a couple weeks off and then there was this program that I had enrolled in and it was supposed to like pique your interest and get you to stay on that course. But it just, the campus life was so distracting to me. Um, having that little bit of freedom, getting away from the high school crowds. And right. I just, I eventually just, I couldn't do it. School, college was not for me. I, I've never finished college. So I just started working. And it's not for everybody. I definitely know that. So <laughs> I have a little bit, not much, but yeah. <laughs> I'm in the same boat. It was like, uh, let's go work. <laughs> I think I'm doing uh, it right. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, so now when you had your second child how how did your oldest take that information because there's how big of a gap is there so he was oh god if he's 26 and 14 what's what's the math on that like 14 12, years well okay 12 years, so 12 years. something so, like that yeah <laughs> at that point oh, right my math i went <laughs> um <laughs> um at that point Anthony didn't live with me full time i moved around a lot and i just at that point didn't feel like it was a stable environment for him. So he was living with my parents and he's a grandma's, a grandma's boy anyway, a papa's boy. So, you know, we always, we always joke that. So I have one brother and I'm the oldest. And so we always joke that Anthony is my parents' third child. So like we, we, me and my brother got matching tattoos, sibling tattoos. So mine says one of two and his says two of two. And we told Anthony, Hey Ants, why don't you get three of two? Cause it's right. running. He's, he's their other child. Right. Um, so yeah, he didn't live with us. Um, and it just, and I didn't make him because my, my three younger children's dad is abusive. Um, it's been a very, okay. yeah, it's been a very tumultuous relationship, whatever, right. um, <laughs> that I still deal with, um, with the other kids too. And so I just, I didn't feel it was best for ants to live with us. Um, but he, you know, and, and especially now, like the difference between the other two and him, it's just such a big gap that he loves his brothers, but yeah, whatever. Right. <laughs> Was it, was it hard on you not, not being around him all the time? Um, I mean, yes and no. I, I think I was so caught up in the abusive relationship part that it didn't bother me as much as it probably should have. I mean, right. I knew he was safe. I did see him. It's not like I, you know, it's not like we had cut ties. I'm, I'm really close with my parents. So we're around each other all the time. So right. I, I still see him. Like I still, I mean, not so much now he's an adult, but <laughs> yeah, they tend to, they tend to disappear a little bit as they get older. So yeah, I so. get it. My oldest is 26. So we hear from her, you know, sporadically. Yeah, He calls me when he has a nightmare <laughs> or a panic attack or mommy, I have a job interview or, but right. <laughs> yeah. They don't drop that even as they get older. So that's always <laughs> kind of a plus. Um, now with your with your middle two kids, so one's fourteen and the other one is how old? I'm 14. sorry, I am so bad at that's okay. My memory's terrible. <laughs> fourteen, six, and two. Fourteen, six, and two. So now the fourteen year old, um, I know he 
is he the one that's been struggling lately? Yes. Okay. So, so if you if you want to talk about that, because I know that's a pretty fresh subject. <laughs> absolutely, and I mean, I'm I'm all for supporting mental health awareness because it is so important for these kids. I mean, I tell him all the time, son, I do not know what you have to go through in school because we didn't have to deal with any of that. Right. Um, my son has, and I, I completely, I know that it's not my fault per se, but I completely blame myself for putting him in situations that have not always been healthy. And um, we are super close and um, he he has always struggled with his identity and his where he belongs. He is, um, he did come out in the fourth grade, which is amazing. He is right. an amazing person. And so to know that factor of who he is, is I always say, son, you're ahead of the game. <laughs> so, <laughs> so he, um, he's always struggled with that because his dad, I wouldn't say is necessarily homophobic, but is questionable on some of his beliefs, if that makes gotcha. any kind of sense. Yeah. Not, not super accepting of, but of at the same time he is like, it's just, right. it's the weirdest thing. I don't, I don't know how to explain it. So he's it, always it, been kind of afraid to let that part of him go around his dad. And so he was in and out of our lives a couple of, obviously a couple of times because right. <laughs> it's along the way. But um, he, the last couple of years um, have been really hard. So 2020 obviously was rough for everybody for the yep. pandemic. And then also um, that's when I was pregnant with the baby and I was, I had a really hard pregnancy. I've never had a pregnancy like that. My uterus, I'm sorry, my placenta wasn't getting blood flow to the baby. And so he, oh, was, wow. yeah. So he was born prematurely and was three pounds, 15 ounces. And he, um, I actually was hospitalized for 28 days during that time. Prior to that though, in May of 2020, his dad was shot eight times. Um, I remember seeing that. Yeah. So he, he was shot eight times. I was on the phone with him. We had actually, we were arguing and fight. Well, we were arguing and fighting the week before. So he wasn't here at the house and he was walking to, um, to seven 11 and we were on the phone talking and I'm the way that I remember it just because he was in the middle of his sentence. Somebody had to come up behind him and shoot him behind from behind. Oh, wow. And I heard all of it. And all I heard was, and all I can think of was it sounded like he was on railroad tracks because of the way that it was echoing. And I'm like, what the hell is that? And he's like, Nicole, I, I was shot. And I thought he was lying until he started screaming. And I'm like, right. oh, my God, like, what is going on? And so he uh, Elias heard that. Elias is my fortune. Oh, wow. So Elias heard it because I guess I was on speakerphone. I didn't remember that until he told me. And so dealing with that and me trying to deal with taking care of him and because it was 2020, no one was allowed to go to the hospital at, at that point until later right. on. And so I would go every day, two times a day to drop him food off at the hospital. And <sighs> so like he was, he was, he had to pick up where I was slacking in regards to Isaiah's. Isaiah's at the time was four. Um, and I'm dealing with my pregnancy complications, ultrasounds every week. Like it was just a lot to deal with in 2020. 
<laughs> By the end of 2020, 2021, he started cutting and he, um, you know, I kind of was like, okay, what's going on? Like, I didn't know if it was something serious, if it was like a phase, like we were trying to figure out where it was. We, right. you know, I got counselors involved at the school and they got, um, therapists from the, it was from community reach that was partnering with his school. So he was able oh, to, nice. yeah, it was, he was able to do that, but it wasn't like a every day or even an every week thing. It was like once in every blue moon. So then by October of 2022, um, he just kind of started withdrawing again. And I do blame a lot of it on social media. Like he says, mom, it's not it. It's not it. And I'm like, yeah, I notice a difference when he's constantly in his phone and when I take it away from him. So right. at that point, he was really into his phone and he was really feeling down. The day that I took him to the hospital was um, a day where it was like right before it was, it was October. So it was like right before like a, a break and we were talking about Christmas or something like that. And we were in the car and he goes, you know what you can get me for Christmas? You can get me a gun. And I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, that way I can shoot myself. And I, oh, geez. yeah. And I was like, I was like, what, what? And I'm like, and I didn't know if he was just playing because there's a lot of times where he like, Oh, I wish I was dead kind of thing. And it's like a, you know, like that teenage thing, like we all have done it. We've all said those kinds of things, but it really bothered me this time. And like a week, like the week, maybe a couple of days before that he said that there was a kid at the school who airdropped a message talking about um, something along the lines of take cover and hide because shots will be fired. Oh, geez. So, right. And so I'm like, son, I, you got to explain to me what that's like, because we didn't have that. The worst we had was somebody pulled a fire alarm every day that we right. you know we ditch and go do whatever. I said, so I don't know what that feels like. I don't know. You know, you got to explain it to me. And he's like, you know, the only thing I was thinking of is how am I going to get, I'm not running to hide. I got to go get my brother. Cause you know, they go to the, they go to the same school. So right. Um, it's just like, it was crazy. So I, I, I called my mom and I'm like, mom, I don't know what to do. I don't know if he's serious. I don't know if it's just because it's a hormonal thing. Cause you know, he's 13 and he's, you know, going through a lot. If it's the airdrop thing, I said, I don't know what to do. She's like, well, give him a choice. I, she's like, tell him like, this is serious. You know, do we have to lock you, you know, take you for a hold or are you going to be okay? And so I sat him down. Um, his dad was there. Primarily it was me talking because he responds better to me. And so I said, Elias, this is what we need to do. We need to make this decision and I'm leaving it up to you. Are you okay? Or do you need to seek help. And he said, I need to seek help. So I took him and it was the most surreal moment. Like, I mean, I've, I, with each kid, I've had to deal with some kind of trauma. Um, right. Um, but this was just like, it was weird to see, like they strip him down and they, it's like a jail. Like they, they take his laces from him. They took his they made him cut the string out of his sweats. They took his everything. They take everything from him, anything that could that could cause him harm. And he was there. And I mean, he's doing better now. Still, so yeah. I don't know if it's hormonal or if it's, you know, 
the depression, but he is on medication. He is on. A, oh, that's good. Yeah, he is on a vitamin D supplement because it was critically low, and they were like, you know, vitamin D does play a lot into your mental health, and um, so that's I. Why I tell you to get some sun. <laughs> definitely makes a difference. So he's on vitamin D right now. Um, he goes to counseling every two weeks, and he's doing better. But I still see a lot of it is that social media. It, it very possibly could be. So one of my girls um, attempted, uh, you know, suicide and they ended up putting her pretty much in the same thing. She was, you know, at children's for a while in a room with basically nothing in it but a blanket and didn't really have much else in there and had to do that. So I definitely understand it's it's nerve wracking, you know, even being there, seeing them like that. So. Right. Yeah. And he, and, you know, he would get to call or whatever and he'd be like, mom, this isn't what I thought it was going to be. I'm like, what did you think it was going to be like camp? Like this is right. serious. <laughs> like you got everyone involved now, son. Like this isn't, you can't just, you can't play games like this. So you said the magic word and we're getting you help, but he is doing, he's doing better than where he was in October. So. Well, that's good. And he responds well to counseling and everything like that. Like it's not, where he's pushing it up, you know. No, he actually has a really uh, a counselor that he really likes. Um, he says he feels really comfortable with her, and he he's able to. I see a difference from when um, he goes in, and then when he comes out, like he's he's lit up. His face is, you know, bright nice. and shiny, and so it definitely helps him. And he is learning coping skills. So, oh, good. So now with your younger two, obviously you had the issues with the pregnancy. What other what other issues have you had with them since they're younger and you know your other two are <laughs> older and yeah. there's that kind of gap <laughs> yeah so even okay so i'll so so like i was saying each kid had some kind of traumatic thing with with my oldest his dad died when he was nine and he had okay. cancer his senior year of high school oh Eli wow right elias you know witnessed um the domestic violence and is going through this mental health, right. whatever you want to call it, issue, crisis, um, learning, coping mechanisms. Right. With Isaiah, um, he is, he's the six-year-old. He is my emotional cancer. He is a straight cancer sign. Like he is, he has a heart of gold, but he cries for everything. <laughs> and it, but he's like a, he's like a jock. Like he's, he, all he wants to do is play sports, watch sports and watch TV, have some kind of right. in his hand or some kind of, he's the technology kid. He knew how to work a Kindle um, when he was, I don't know, it was like 18 months. I think he got his first <laughs> Wow. <laughs> yeah. So he's definitely the technology kid. Um he doesn't he didn't really see the violence to the extent of Elias. Um he did see a couple of things, but not like Elias. And he doesn't always feel comfortable with his dad. Um like he'll tell me, Mom, don't tell dad that. And I'm like, son, you know, you're you can do what you need to do. If you need to not tell him, that's your choice. And I'd always just try to tell him that, you know, he needs to be vocal and express his feelings. 
um, the baby, he doesn't, he's definitely a mama's boy, but <laughs> he knows a different version of his dad than let's say, right. because, you know, they know him. Well, the baby knows him as disabled because he doesn't have the use of his arm from when he got shot. And so, oh wow, yeah. So he knows him as like the disabled, you know, person who has a nurse come every day kind of thing and so um he's just i don't know he's my little angel but (laughs) he definitely is a mama's boy so so now and i wanted to ask he had a band that he wore around his head for a while oh yeah okay oh yeah what was that for so because he wasn't a preemie um, and I think it was the way that he was sitting. He was, I think he was just sitting in an awkward position inside my uterus when he oh. came out. Um, you know, he, because he was a preemie, he had to do all kinds of things, occupational therapy, physical therapy. Um, oh, wow. yeah, because he, he missed out on six weeks of, of being in utero. So you have to learn certain reflexes and certain things. So with his head, his helmet, he had, um, I can't remember what it's called now, but basically his head was crooked and flat on one side and the the pressure of the, where he would lay because he had, um, it was called, it's called torticollis. And it's like where he only favored one side of his neck when the other side of his neck wasn't as strong of where it needed to be. So he would favor his left side and would constantly want to lay on that side. So the pressure was pushing his face forward and, was just I had to fight to get that that helmet. I needed. I probably <laughs> I did. I had probably should have gotten one for Isaiah's too. My poor baby has a flat head too. But um, <laughs> but with the baby, it was really bad and really noticeable. And yeah, it, he had it on for I think it was almost a year and a half that he had it. If he would have gotten wow. it when he was younger, and um, if they would, if his pediatrician would have listened to me, um, he probably would have only had to have it like a, a few months. Oh, but it's because they caught it later. He had to have it all under. Exactly. Gotcha. And then I know your Isaiah is right right now struggling as well with his hair. I just saw. Oh, my God. Yes. So he has really long hair. It goes when I wash it and it's long. I mean, wet. It goes down to like the top of his butt. Like it's so long, it's so curly, it's so beautiful. It's a pain in the ass to wash and comb, but it's beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) And so he loves his hair. He takes really great pride in it, but there's so many, and oddly enough, it's adult women who call him a female. Like we just went to the zoo earlier this week and um, he was walking out and he looked at the price of something. We were in the gift shop and he goes, oh my God, $45. And the lady walking in <laughs> like, oh, she knows. And I was like, did she just call my son a girl? Like, right. <laughs> and she just looked at me and just kept walking. I was like, what is wrong with these people? Like he doesn't have girl features. He doesn't, I'm like all the, he wears boy clothes. I'm like, all they see is long hair, a braid and long hair. And that's all they see. So he, gets so frustrated every day. He's like, mom, I just want to cut my hair. I'm like, son, if that's really what you want to do, I will, I will do it. But I'm feeling like you're going to maybe have some regrets about it. And he's like, no, then he'll, he'll kind of just like go through and I love my hair. I don't want (laughs) to cut it. And okay. Then he's like, well, maybe cut it like Elias. And right. (laughs) So if you thought maybe just cutting 
a little bit off and see how it feels or I thought about doing like an undercut, like a shave his sides and underneath okay. and leave it long still. Um, and just maybe try to braid it, uh, just like one braid and make it look a little more masculine, which is stupid. But yeah, I mean, however he wants to wear his hair should be right. however he wants to wear his hair. Tell like... him all the time. I'm like, son, there are so many people <laughs> that have long hair. Like it's just ridiculous. Maybe I'll just start putting a fake mustache on him so that they know. <laughs> I mean, there's plenty of people with guys with long hair that don't necessarily have to have the facial hair, you know. And I know everyone was kind of posting pictures for you of like Troy Palomalo and Jason Momoa and all that. Like, there's plenty of. <laughs> I know, and I show him all the time. I'm like, son, look, look, here's some more. Look, here's, and I show him all the time, but. It just, it's, that's where I'm afraid for him because he is such a, like, I can think, I think he's an empath because he just feels so deeply. Like he still sees the beauty of things. Like he is so untainted still. He doesn't know what dating is. He doesn't know what any kind of sexual anything is. He doesn't know what kissing is or boyfriend, girlfriends are like, he doesn't know any of that. And I cherish it. But at the same time, I am so fearful because I feel like people are going to take advantage of him and I'm trying to teach him to toughen up just a little bit, but I just, I just don't want to tarnish him yet. <laughs> no, I, I get that. Oh, he's just a sweetheart, but he's just I'm like, son, I go, we'll start saying something like, Hey, you can't, uh, I'm not, well, when he was younger, I taught him to say, I'm not a girl. I have a penis. Now he's like, I won't say that, mom. I won't say that. Well, I was like, well, at least say you're a boy. <laughs> right. Um. So now, with the relationship with their dad, um, you said it was abusive and stuff. So I guess the question is, what made you stay with it or keep going back to it? So they say statistically, it takes seven times before a woman will leave their abuser or before a victim leaves their abuser. And I think when we first started dating, it was just a new experience and I just was so in love or whatever you want to call it. And I always compare it to like an addiction because I became addicted to trying to fix it. And I became addicted to like, I just want my family and I became addicted to, but I love you and I've done this for you and I do this. And I just became this person that I didn't recognize. I would do things that were just not in my character, but they became who I was. And I just, I don't know. I don't know why I stayed for as long as I did. And even now, like I am not with him, but he is still living in my house. Oh, wow. (laughs) And it's so horrible sometimes. I just, because I don't, I tell him all the time, I'm like, you don't bring me peace. You got to go. Like, I just, I can't do this anymore. I'm not in a good spot for me or the boys. And I just have no peace. And so when you weren't with him, did that, if you had relationships outside from that one, did it, did it affect those at all? I didn't have any, I have not had any relationships with anybody since since I've met him in 2007. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. 
and I look at it now, all these opportunities that I've missed, and it makes me so angry with myself. All these people that wanted to take me out and do these things and these nice things and buy me flowers. And, and I look at all those people and I see them. And I, at one point I'm like, okay, you guys are getting married. So I actually helped you find your forever person. But, (laughs) but at the same time, I'm like, I could have possibly been that person getting married and having that, that life that I wanted. And it just, I just missed my opportunity so many times because I was so caught up in him. And I was just, I would find myself doing things like the first time he left me, I was like, okay, I'm going to move to this place. Cause I know he'll move in with me. And it, he did. Right. He in fact did. And every time he would leave, I would start to get back on my feet. And it was almost like he knew that I was doing well for myself. And then he would come back in and it was like a little Tasmanian devil. And then <laughs> we'd be broken up against kid thrown in there and broken up. And it just, it was just our cycle. It was just our pattern. Right. So do you feel, I don't want to word it the wrong way, but do you feel now almost obligated for him to be there since like the kids are there and that shooting happened? It's absolutely an obligation at this point. And I've told him that. And I said, you know, I just, because his family is horrible. I I tell him all the time, I don't know what it feels like because my family is amazing. Like we've had some bad moments in our, in my family, but, um, overall I have parents who love me. I have parents who are supportive. Me and my dad text every day. Me and my mom talk every day. And so if they need something, I help them. If I need something, they help me. And his parents are not like that. They, they aren't, they're just not that supportive. And I say, you know, it's like, it's like they, um, they've also had turmoil in their life and they're abusive or they're, they don't know how to properly love a child. And he was at one point living with his grandmother, but she passed away and, um, he actually moved out. I was able to get him out in like 2021. Uh Then his grandma died in May of 2022, and he's been back ever since. And I just tell him, you know, it's this is not a permanent thing. This We're not starting a family. We're not. He sleeps on my couch. He's, you know, it's just, but he right. knows that he <laughs> is like, I'm paying for his life. And part of the obligation is because he does have a nurse that comes every day. I just know that he has nowhere to get his wound care. Gotcha. So is that something that he needs the rest of his life then? I always tell him he needs to go check to see because he ba- – so what – he has a hole in his back from where the surgeon um, cut – it's called an eloser flap. And basically what they did is they cut out ribs and then they pulled muscle <laughs> – from right. They broke – pulled – yeah, so he's missing ribs in his back. So they pulled muscle from his back down to the bottom of his lung to seal the hole that was – essentially making him cough up blood. Right. Oh, so, um, he's had that for since August of 2020 and it's, he still has a hole. I mean, the hole is, yeah. so we, stu- it has to be stuffed and the hole, um, it would, it's like significantly smaller, but it, the incision part of it, he's, he has a hole, like he can breathe out the, out of his back. That's weird. It's so weird. <laughs> 
you would think you would think they would close that up, but I mean, I'm not a doctor or anything. I don't know so. either. I tell him all the time he needs to go and and ask the surgeon if they can graft some skin or something. Like they're, I mean, how are you? Like that means you'll never be able to go swimming because you could essentially drown from the hole in your back. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> that's so. yeah. That's super weird. It's um. <laughs> so and. One of the other things I really wanted to talk to you about was um, the passing of Rachel. My dear best friend. Yeah. She was close with a lot of people. So, and I know that was a really tough one for you. I've actually lost a lot of my best friends. I mean, Anthony's dad passed away in 2005. Right. Um, Rachel passed. I have a, a best friend that didn't go to school with us. He passed in 2020. That one kills oh, me. Oh, wow. Yeah. And then, yeah. And, and like, I'm like, okay, well, I guess best friends can't. And then Sean, Sean passed away. Um, And I just, yeah, with Rachel, I miss her every day. Like, I'm like, oh, I wish you could. She used to watch um, Elias for me when she was, when he was little. And like, they were super close. So that was his auntie Rachel. And I was, I look back on it and, you know, everything, I firmly believe everything happens for a reason. And I was just lucky enough to spend the last week of her life with her. Um, I spent the night at her house. We went to the Vanilla Ice concert. We celebrated her <laughs> birthday. Like we just, we did all these things and it's just, it's just, it shocks me still to this day that she's not here. We were supposed to grow old together. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Hey, yeah. She, I mean, she was young. It shocked a lot of people when they got the news. Um, did it, did, did her or any of them really passing that young affect you negatively at all? No. Um, I mean, I've had a lot of close deaths with me for, I'm sorry, not with me, but I have a lot of close deaths <laughs> happen around me um, because, you know, like family members and um, so I don't think it, ha it affected me negatively, but it does bring me down that I just don't always have that support system like I once had. Right. No, that makes, that makes perfect sense. Um. Man, I lost my train of thought. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about Rachel. <laughs> yeah. Um, so do you find because because they were so close when they passed, do you have trouble getting close to more people because of that? Um, I think I have trouble getting close to people because I am such a, a homebody. Um, <laughs> I've been working – um, from home for the last six years. And so I don't leave my house. I don't go out. I think being in the relationship that I was in has made it hard for me to meet people because, you know, even the friends that I have now, they wouldn't want, they don't want to come around like that. You know, when we're not right. together, I have like family game nights and dinners and people come over and watch the football game, you know, and I don't have that when he's around. Um, so I think there's a couple of factors why I don't, necessarily meet people um i'm trying to get better at that because i'm like i'm gonna stop living my life in fear and i'm gonna start living my life for me i've missed so much time and i think that's part right. of it. i i wasted so much of my life and i wasted so much i have a lot of regrets and i just don't want to have that going into my future and that's that's the next thing i was going to ask you what how do you how do you find your happiness 
after all this? Like, what's your, do you have a plan to do that? Or is it kind of, you know, well, let's see what happens. (laughs) So um, up until recently, I have really been struggling. Um, I'm just this angry I'm not going to say I'm not anymore, but I am this angry person. I am this and not ne- necessarily angry at him, but angry at myself because I have just, I've damaged my children. I've severed relationships and like friends and family. I've, you know, I've put this person before a lot of that. And I feel like I didn't get anything back, but heartache and turmoil and bruises and scars and damaged property. and just so much anger. And now coming into this year, I was like, I, like I said, I was like, forget it. Like, I'm not going to keep staying in my room and just being holed up in my room. I'm going to start doing new things. And it started, I got a new job. Um, I actually start in a couple of, or start April 3rd. So that was a big relief because now I'll be making way more money than I was and I can start pursuing dreams of buying a house or get, you know, finding some place better to live than where I'm at now. And um, I started, I joined a gym. So I'm, I'm like, okay, next I need to work on my mental. So I got my new job. I'm working on my body, you know, now. And not to say that my body is bad because my doctor just, <laughs> my doctor just said um, I'm going to live a long, healthy life because I'm I'm really healthy. And I'm like, oh, well, good, okay. <laughs> great. <laughs> and, um, so I'm I just my next is my mental health, and I'm just trying to I'm trying to get out of my comfort zone of hiding in my room and. Now I need to start going out more. And I don't I don't care if it's just like I'm gonna start going to the movies by myself or if, you know, have a meal by myself just to get away from this environment. I'll I'll call it right now. My wife is gonna tell me I really want to be friends with Nicole. <laughs> I'll tell you after she listens to this, I'll, I'll guarantee you. <laughs> well, give her my um, number, give her my, my Facebook, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so now have you done counseling at all? No, no, No. I haven't. Unless you count what we used to do in high school, um, with new choices. Well, I mean, yeah, (laughs) maybe the edge of counseling. Right. Um, But no, and I know my son always tells me, mom, I tell my counselor, you guys, you need, you need counseling. And I'm like, I'm sure you're right, son. Like, I'm, I'm pretty sure I have PTSD in several forms. (laughs) But so why haven't you seeked it out? I just I think because I make an excuse that I have so much going on with the kids that I don't have time for myself. And I know that that's a, a bunch of crap because I could do Zoom. I can do there's so many ways that you can do counseling now and right. I just I don't think I'm ready to not be mad if that makes any kind of sense. Like like I am, but I just, I don't know it, how to explain it. Like, I just, I'm not ready to let go of my anger because I feel like right now it's pushing me to be better. So I can, I can tell you from when I was going to counseling that it doesn't necessarily make you give up your anger because it, it it's something you don't like that's that's there that's gonna be there you know you can figure out why it's there or whatever but it doesn't make you get rid of it um 
I'll also tell you we've been talking about 40 minutes. So, I mean, you know, I'm pretty sure you could probably squeeze that in somewhere. <laughs> Shh. Don't say that. Out I'm, just, I'm, <laughs> I'm just saying. But no, I mean, it, it definitely is not there to be like, oh, don't be angry. You know, it, it teaches you basically why why it's okay to have that emotion and then how to properly handle it. And I think a lot of it for myself is, like I said, I, I believe everything happens for a reason. I believe we're going to end up where we're meant to be. And I think the reason why I stayed so long and had these three beautiful children with him was because they are meant to be here. Like my greatest, right. greater purpose for myself was for them actually, that they are going to do something amazing and not saying that. Oh, I'm, and I'm sure they will. <laughs> I'm sure that they will. Like some, one of them is going to do something and it's not saying that ants won't either. He's a good kid, but um, <laughs> like these three, there's a reason that they're here and they complete my heart. My four boys are my four chambers. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome to think like that. Um, you got anything else you want to throw out there before we wrap it up? Any um, funny stories or jokes or anything? I mean, <laughs> uh, I, mean I can tell lots of stories about the boys. Um, I don't know. Like the baby, he, he I don't know. I started, started recording him when we're waiting for Isaiah to get out of school. And God, that kid is just so funny. Um, so we were talking to my dad one day, huh? one day he's going to look back at that and hate you for that you know that right oh that's okay they're <laughs> going to get real mad at me I, I haven't told them yet I took pictures of them all today because I, like I said they're all just wearing shirts and no pants so I took pictures of all three of them <laughs> <laughs> Facebook. So what oh, lovely. <laughs> Why? Oh, so they're gonna they're they're gonna be mad at me no matter what. So I might as well have a little fun. <laughs> right. <laughs> I just think it's so weird how different they are compared to how we were when we were kids. Like I see these this lady, I don't remember what her name is, and she's always talking about the Gen Xers and about how we took care of ourselves. And I'm like, not that not that, you know, Isaiah's, I mean, that Elias couldn't take care of himself. He's 14. He knows how to cook. He knows how to, you know, but like my younger two, like those kids are, I try. I promise you, I try. <laughs> I'm like, son, how do you not know how to rub in lotion? I'm like, why are you using right. your fingertips? Use your whole hand. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm, I'm hoping that Isaiah, that baby O will, will be far more advanced than Zay and some of that stuff. I'm like, oh, they're, that's, just, they're just so different. They're just keeping so, sharp, that's all. Oh God. And being <laughs> this old, having a two-year-old is exhausting. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I can't even imagine because my youngest is going to be 18 next year, and we're like, nope, nope. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, what was I thinking? Like, oh, my God. I love it. <laughs> I remember there would be times where I'm getting up in the middle of the night and I'm like, why did I do this? <laughs> <laughs> He's getting up and I'm like trying to sleep and I have insomnia right. anyway. I'm like, oh, I was just falling asleep. But in all reality, they they keep me like they're my sanity. Like they drive me crazy. They're, they're a bunch of funny, funny guys. And the baby's obsessed now with going to the zoo to see T-Rexes. <laughs> I'm like son, they don't have they don't have T Rexes there. Why? 
They just don't. We'll go to the museum. Okay. <laughs> and everything is, he. it's so cute. He finds, like, me and him in everything. So if he's playing with, like, toys, he'll be like, oh, this is you, Mom. And I'm like, oh, that's me? Yeah, this is me. <laughs> I'm like, okay, well, what are we doing? And his he has a really good little imagination. But everything's me and him. Or, well, that's Zay Zay. Well, that's Elias. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, hopefully he keeps that imagination, you know, for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that and uh, he likes to sing, so. Nice. Very nice. Actually, you know what's amazing about him is that he actually loves music and he loves classical music, and we literally have to watch Fantasia every night before he falls asleep. <laughs> but it, I love it because it's it's classical and it's you know good for right. Me. There could be worse movies to fall asleep to. That's for sure. Oh, Anthony was stuck on on Titanic for months. <laughs> Every day we had to watch Titanic. I'm like, son, this is a three-hour movie. Mom, can we watch right. Jack and Rose? And I'm like, oh. You're like, no, it's not. Anything no. else? No, please. <laughs> oh, the, the tape is broken, son. Sorry. Right. That's when they were on tape. <laughs> there was yep. no DVD. <laughs> yep. You had the, you had, it was the two, v, the two VHS yep. set. <laughs> yep. Because that movie was so long. It was so long. <laughs> um well we'll go ahead and wrap up there thank you so much for talking with me i appreciate it immensely of course anytime and then we'll talk to you soon okay bye take care okay thank you guys so much for joining me for another episode remember you can find me on this socials sticko podcast s-t-i-c-o podcast on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, email me at stickopodcast at gmail.com if you want to be on the show, any feedback, stuff like that. And remember to like and subscribe on wherever you listen to. Just helps me out, see who's listening. Plus, you never miss an episode. So with that, hopefully now we all have a little more in common. So until next time, be safe and don't be a stranger. <laughs>